Welcome back to the Live and Learn podcast. If you're new to the podcast, we talk about finance, lifestyle, and the little things in between. My name is Arpon. I'm David G. If you look for the good moments and learn from the bad, you're in the right place. This is the Live and Learn podcast. All right. How's it going today? Uh, so this week we are talking about building. Um, and that kind of goes for um, your metaphorical building, literal building, just things that you work on over time um, to get some sort of uh, outcome, like whether that be like a successful well, project. Some sort of progressive outcome. Yeah, progressive outcome. Yeah. I mean, even if it's like not like, well, if you go back, right, like the opposite <laughs> way, you know, that'd be kind of be bad. Um, if you learn something from it and it's not successful, that's still a success. But yeah. um, yes, today we are talking about building and uh, just how we kind of experience, how we've experienced um, different builds in our lives. So uh, to start it off, Arpon, what was the very first instance of a uh, building that you can remember? That could be anything at all. A drawing you made. Let's see. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Legos. And I was like, I don't know, four. It's a pretty two, easy three? one. Three. Uh-huh. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. How old How old can you remember? I think it's like first three plus. Memory? You gotta be three, at least three to play with Legos. That's true, it is. <laughs> that is plus. true, that is true. Uh, oh, by the way, off camera is Cooper. You'll you'll get to know him soon. Um, yeah, I th Legos. I think Legos were the first one. What was it, though? Like, was it like a Lego plane? I don't know. Like, you don't remember what I it was? I was three. You Dude. remember anything from when you were three? I, yes, I actually... Well, well, what do you it remember? It was like maybe like three or four, but like when I was like somewhere between three and four, I very vividly remember um, knocking over a policeman's motorcycle, uh -huh. running in my house and hiding inside of a rug um, until my mom dealt with it. Wow. Yeah. I remember back when I was like three years old i had like a play date with all my friends mm -hmm. and one of them was like yo what if like we just dragged you on this carpet <laughs> with your back on the floor and i was like bro that sounds dope as hell do it uh, that doesn't sound i very, had rug birds that doesn't sound very productive entire back i would say that is um, <laughs> a failure of a build yeah um, yeah, but you live and learn, you see? <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Um, yeah. Because um, I, I think as far as, like, Legos go, my first ever Lego set was, like, this was, like, sometime in elementary school. I can't remember what specific age. But um, this, like, uh, family friend, like, got me a Lego plane set. Yeah. So it was, like, this, like, giant, like, passenger plane, basically. Or I think it might have been... um um uh, a shipping plane and okay. uh it took me i think maybe like three or so days to like put that thing together but like oh my god that was so much fun legos brings children joy until you choke on them i don't them. think i ever played yeah. <laughs> i don't think i ever played with like the formal lego sets really i think it was like one of well, those like, what do you call like formal like, because like, there are actual sets oh, that yeah, Lego yeah. makes. Okay, I see what you, you mean. know, like they make these like you toy never, cars. You never like had a set. I think I had one set. Uh huh. I I never really like. What was the set? Uh, I, I mean, because like everybody car. like has a point where they just like play with some. I actually, no, it's a helicopter. Block. A helicopter. Yeah. Those are pretty sick. It was like a yellow and gray. 
Okay. Something like that. Okay. I mean, why? So, why do you think we build things at all? I think that's like innate. Yeah, and innate, like just yeah. like nature. It's um, like no, no, no. It's, it's no, it's an innate thing because you don't want to do something. Yeah. So you try to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, that's like like a human laziness thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We literally build technology to make our lives easier so we can do less things. Yeah. yeah. But like, I think that's that's where like a lot of like building just starts because mm-hmm. like you know. You don't want to sleep in uh, under a tree for like the rest of your life. Uh-huh. Build a house. It'll be mm-hmm. a bit hard for a bit, but yeah. like after that, ooh, comfort. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. Um, okay. Well, in its truest form, yes. Yeah. Um, building is just to get away from doing actual work, but um, no. But like, uh-huh. it's like getting away from doing mundane work. Mundane work. Okay. It's not like you can't describe that as actual work because uh-huh. you know you could sleep under a tree forever and, mm-hmm. and like you know that wouldn't be doing something like you know yep. greatly profound true <laughs> okay you kind of get my message here well i i feel like then in that sense um that's in like a very like modern sense but like yeah. why why do we build for like our own pleasure like why why is a child even like interested in putting together a Lego uh, helicopter or a Lego Boeing plane, you know? Mm, I think there is, like, some joy, mm-hmm. like, some innate joy that comes from seeing something grow. Mm-hmm. And, like, the process of building... It was the chair. No, oh. oh, don't think about it too much. Uh, and the process of building, like, gives you all of those steps Yeah, that just makes you feel that pleasure mm-hmm. yeah so you think it's just um seeing your progress over time yeah pretty much okay well not not necessarily your progress like it doesn't need to be your specific progress it mm-hmm. can be anything proceeding mm-hmm. but just seeing that development i mm-hmm. think that's just like very interesting for us as humans okay um okay then What's well? What's what's something you've built then that you in more like recent life that you think is relevant right now? Hmm. Buildings. I I don't think I've like necessarily built anything. Really? I think it's a lot. Are you in of, the process of building something? Yeah, then? it's a lot of like skill acquisition. Skill acquisition. Yeah. Okay. Because like I'm learning new software. And For then what? that 3D modeling. Okay. And then that slowly like grows into someday building something. But mm. right now you like I kinda need to make that foundational layer. Okay. What about you though? Uh myself, I guess right now I think the easiest thing would be to say we're building this podcast. Um, oh yeah, I could have thought of that. Yeah, it's a uh, slow progressionist <laughs> literally and initially started out as an idea. Yeah. Um, hey. A couple of terrible episodes. Hey, look. <laughs> see? N- now, 
Why, why are you putting that in the air? I Don't worry about it. You just found <laughs> Exactly. Look, you have to be overconfident and egotistical. Otherwise, why will anyone do <laughs> to you? No, but like, how can you live and learn if you like, you know, just sit sure, down yeah, yeah, and make can. the best thing in the world? You, yes, true. And look, um, in life, there's always going to be a bigger fish, you know? No matter what, there's always going to be a bigger fish. But... For the time, until you see that bigger fish, you have to think you're the bigger fish. Okay? Okay. So, you can't downplay yourself, otherwise people are going to assume, oh, he's saying he's bad, then he's probably bad. And I refuse to have that stain uh-huh. on a property that I am a part of. Interesting. Okay. But anyways, um, building a podcast. Um, started out as a, like, you know, general idea as far as, uh, starting something, talking about like finance, like glass house stuff, trying to like, you know, whether it be giving tips, um, then that sooner devolved into recording a first episode while also not actually having a real place to record in. And then eventually getting a place to record in. Wow. Look how far we've come. Uh, and we're still in like the building processes, you know, first few episodes, we've obviously been like, you know, having general discourse with ourselves, but future planning on having guests on our show as well as we're having a guest next week, uh, less of a guest and more of a, a new part of the show, a recurring guest, <laughs> I guess. Yes, that's a, that's a better term, huh? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's growth over time, you know, and I, I feel like, I feel very proud of like the work we've done so far Yeah. and I only see more success in the future. Yeah. So yeah, we just got to like keep working at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. else you'd like to touch on there? I don't think so. Like you kind of covered all the bases. Yeah. Okay. I talked about my Legos. Yeah. You talked about something a bit more <laughs> uh, meaningful. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so then how do you think a little idea scales into something bigger? Persistence. Persistence? Wow. Uh, you're going to have to be a little more specific. Well, you got to keep it vague so people can <laughs> interpret it as they need, you know? Like... No, no Zen master gives you the answer to life. Sure. They say something like nothing, actually. They don't say anything. Just got to understand a, what life is. <laughs> I think you're talking about a charlatan. No, that's actually... Yeah, we, can, we can get into, like, uh, the teaching habits of Eastern cultures later, uh. but... Yeah, but I think that's, like, a very common way of learning, though. Okay. You observe and you learn. But scaling, though, like, how do you, how does a little, something little scale bigger? Like, how, how does Jeff Bezos go from um, having a bookstore that he ships, like, you know, books to in his garage to having a multi-billion dollar, uh, you know, warehouse of, like, literally whatever the fuck you want? Mm. But obviously on a smaller scale, because the... Explaining that scale is uh, kind of hard. Yeah. 
Well, you see, if I was building a multi-billion dollar company, where I would start is, uh -huh. I don't know. I think it's like just... You can't think that you're starting a multi-billion dollar yeah. company, though. You can't mm -hmm. like start... You start with something... At the bottom, mm -hmm. and then you're thinking that you're going to have to go all the way up here. It's little steps. Like, yeah. yeah. You got to go from the garage... Mm -hmm. To the office space, yeah. to like, I don't know, owning your own little office, mm -hmm. and then slowly working your way up. So then you think it's like a step-by-step -step process then? Yeah. yeah would, you, would you like to come over here and tell us a bit more about it? I don't know, just look at the space we're in right now. Uh -huh. We're this in my the slow this is this um, is uh, so this is still a secret character, but um, as you will soon find out, are you this even is in frame. Okay, now he, you're he's in obviously frame. in frame. No, you're standing up. He's relatively tall. Yeah, it's fine, fine. Um, but yes, this is um a host, a new host you'll be seeing starting next week. Uh, William Cooper Benson, yep. or how would you like to be referred? Uh, Cooper's good. Right. Cooper's great. Sounds you good. Guys know me as Cooper. Mm -hmm. All right. So tell us a bit more about scaling. Okay. So we're talking about scaling, like mm -hmm. moving up. Just look at um, where my father started too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell just us about to, that. Just in our basement, this business that we're in now. Mm -hmm. Would you uh, like to tell them a bit about Aquamedics? Aquamedics uh, provides Legionella solutions, mm -hmm. filtration-based point of use. Yeah. <laughs> Um, mainly cater to nursing homes and hospitals where yeah. that's where you'll find the most vulnerable patients. Yeah. Because things like Legionella or Pseudomonas originosa, mm -hmm. uh, basically they are only dangerous for the most immunocompromised individuals. Mm -hmm. So. And so your father sells water filters in order to like, you know, solve this problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And he gets them. Um, uh, from Europe because in Europe is actually a higher standard for for clean water <laughs> that there is here in the United Surprising. States. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so your water isn't as as clean uh, as you think. Okay. So it's more of a standard to have all these filters everywhere yeah. mm -hmm. um, in Europe, and those regulations are slowly kind of building up here in the U.S. So okay. he started selling back in the the mid to kind of 2010 time so a little bit after the 2008 crash mm -hmm. he was um he was helping people get jobs so he's a recruiter for a while but he quit that and started yeah. aquamedics um kind of like off a whim he said he saw uh kind of a vacancy in the market or like a you know an opening in the market he yeah. saw an opportunity and he tried to grab hold of it, mm -hmm. which was this this market for point of use filtration in the United yeah. States. I mean, I, I think it's uh, interesting the way that you phrase that because I, I've heard a term recently, or a saying about luck, which is um, luck is uh, the combination of uh, prepare, preparation and chance. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it seems like, how, how do you think he was like prepared to like handle that instance? Because like, obviously he had the chance, he'd like notice like the pocket in the market. Yep. I uh, think how was he prepared he, to like, take advantage of that? He was prepared, I think, both financially and probably, um, you know, mentally mm -hmm. to start running his own business, probably because he's had had so much experience mm -hmm. working for other companies. He's had sold medical equipment in the past as well. Yeah. So, and I think he just had kind of a background to you know, be his own boss and then also start leading other people. Mm -hmm. So we had that going for him. So that was, um, 
what we're talking about luck and opportunity kind of yeah. combining. Um, luck is where uh, preparation and chance. Yep. So he was prepared financially, I'd say, and mentally, uh, and then his the chance was the the point of use filtration, cool. getting that stuff. So, you know, not that you have to be crazy rich to mm-hmm. capitalize on things financially, or you know, capitalize mm-hmm. on opportunities, but mm-hmm. you know, you got to be realistic. Of course. Could he have, you know, started importing all these filters from Europe without all of the work he'd put in years before? Mm-hmm. And, like, um, I feel like a standard person probably yeah. wouldn't, like, know where to start, even, yeah. like, realizing, oh, hey, there's a need for, like, clean water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he had some partners in the beginning, and he's gone, he's had so many partners and so many employees, mm-hmm. and it's amazing to see how over the span of, I think, 10 years now that he's been running this business, how many people have come and go. Yeah. And he's stayed stuck through it, because he's seen this opportunity, and he's stuck with it mm-hmm. where other people may have given up because they they didn't see the opportunity as flourishing into something bigger. Yeah. He, like Arpan was saying, persistence. He stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And he could have quit many times. Yeah. And he told me many times that he's wanted to quit. But mm-hmm. And there's been so many ups and downs. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing is you might feel that you're like at rock bottom when you're trying to build yeah. up towards what you're trying to achieve. And you'll have so many ups and downs, but in those downs, you yeah. just have to fight through them. Of course, to I mean, see like, the, that's the better most part. important part about like you know building something, yeah. like um, having that consistency there. Because um, I've been hearing the saying a lot as well of uh, it takes fourteen years to become an overnight success. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't realize like the time you're putting in, the effort, like just the things that you have to sacrifice in order to build something that is like will eventually be successful. Yeah. So, um, in order to like to go back to the original statement of like scaling, uh, in order to scale, you have to have an idea of like where you want to be later. Yeah. Um, and I think, I feel like your dad like had a good idea of like, you know, wanting to expand, um, yep. like you said, started out in your garage, like, you know, uh, buying stuff overseas, um, eventually hired uh, employees uh, like uh, lab researchers to yep. kind of like uh, do research on like the type of bacteria that you might see in water. Yep, and do val- mm-hmm. uh, validation testing for the mm-hmm. filters as well as a big exactly. thing is actually testing to make sure those filters mm-hmm. do what he's saying they're doing. Exactly. So, you know, making sure you have a good product that like people are going to want. Yep. Uh, then, yeah, getting people to sell that product for you. I know, like, I think your dad is getting a hold of, like, another, like... Um, yep, yep, uh, he just brought on another another person on the sales force. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just uh, acquired the, yeah. the lease next door mm-hmm. to expand, so... And then I know he's, um, yeah, he's, he's expanding right now. Like, um, yeah. he literally makes, like, his... Like, doesn't he also, like, make his own, like, water filters at this point as well? Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. So he started off just importing the stuff from Europe, mm-hmm. And then eventually it's come to, he's designed his own uh, filter housings here yeah. and own his own filter adapters. So it kind of started as him just, you know, going off of somebody's idea, but mm-hmm. then eventually it's transformed into, yeah. into his own his own design. So Sweet. Yeah, so I would say that's a very successful build then. Yeah. Um, and scaled into something pretty great mm-hmm. considering it's only continuing to expand, like you said, yeah. Literally just, um, so currently we are in um, uh, an office room for this uh, company, um, Aquamedics, yeah. and they just bought out their neighbor, 
and they now own the neighboring um yep. uh, space over there. And, so. I'll, and I'll tell you, three, four, maybe five months ago, mm-hmm. this, like, my dad was down in the dumps. Like, business was not good. And so all of his competitors were beating him out. Mm-hmm. And he was struggling to get sales, struggling to get new accounts. And I just got back from a three-month trip yeah. in Alaska. And the first thing I, I step in the door and they're shoving out, you know, tens, dozens of packages. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how's it going? How's business? He's like, they're great. It's great. We just <laughs> we just bought out the, the neighbors. We're expanding. So it's great. Do you know what changed? Uh, I think, you know, a need for the filters in the market. It, yeah. As time goes on and um, as regulations get doled out for cleaner water Mm -hmm. um i think more and more hospitals and nursing homes especially will realize that they can't expose their their patients to yeah especially with the crisis that we're having yeah yeah 100 percent. like yeah yeah, just like knowing that um being as like a being how important being cleanly is like right now as far as like staying safe like not getting sick like oh, yeah. how is that you know not any more relevant to uh, the water you're drinking making sure that yeah. um when you're in these like facilities yeah. such as hospitals nursing homes that like, you're keeping your patients safe the standard of cleanliness i feel like over the past year and a half since covid has just completely increased like surface cleanliness of anything the air yeah. cleanliness Mm-hmm. You know, airplanes are always having their filtered yeah. out and um, then obviously just water too. Yeah. Having clean water. Of course. I mean, you think like, it's like clean water. Yeah. The access to clean water is, should just be a right to life. Like if you have the right to life mm-hmm. and liberty, you'll have the access to clean water, clean air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, Legislation is something really interesting. Uh, Do we touch on on legislation? Or, I, why not? I mean, I don't care. If you have, do you have something relevant no, to say? I don't. No, I try to stay out of. How much about? I shouldn't say I try to stay out of politics. Busy? I think I I choose my sides yeah. wisely, but mm-hmm. okay. No. Well, yeah, I'll, I choose. I try to choose to be agreeable, unless mm-hmm. the other person across from me is not being agreeable. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. Um. My my only point there is just like um, it's we what we've noticed is like a, a lot of changes are very slow. Yeah. Um. They only like get realized by like you know our like higher like politicians, um, when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Like we see it all the time. So nothing new here. No. But I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad um our beloved Brady Benson yeah. is a uh, booming in business. Yes, he is. Okay. For now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's uh, move on a bit then. So let's talk about how do you deal with failure in a build? Uh, failure. Mm-hmm. I think you just, you can't let failure get the best of you. Yeah. Obviously. You can't let that failure define you. Mm-hmm. It's like if you lost the big high school football game, mm-hmm. you can't just live the rest of your life thinking of yourself as thinking of that moment that you failed, thinking of what could have gone differently. You know, that's just the classic example. Didn't catch the football. Yeah. So I think you just, you have to move past failures in order to build. 
Of course. I like in that example you gave of like, you know, your high school football player. Uh, I feel like we it, it's like a, such a huge movie trope. You know, you have this like high school athlete. Yeah. Uh, Captain of like you know the football team. Uh, he's got uh, everything going for him. He's exactly. got the girlfriend. And, he's got the nice car. Uh, fast forward like you know like 10, 15 years. He's a loser. He's still driving that same car that's like ten years old now. Yeah. Uh, you know not not too much is going for him. Still just relives his glory days of um, oh wow high school was lit. You yeah. know but like high school is like such a small like segment of your life that you know by the time you reach like I feel like. 30 35 like you're barely gonna it's remember irrelevant. It. exactly because like um life goes on you know and i feel like as far as like the relevancy of like building something if you like have a failure yeah it's no reason to like like you said don't let it define you yeah but, and you have to you know uh, you kind of have to make that failure irrelevant not yeah. I not that irrelevant. you shouldn't learn from it yeah, yeah exactly but, you can't let it keep you down. Of course. Because, like, you you have to be able to either, one, um, you have to be able to adapt. Yeah. Um, adapt to the situation. Learn from that mistake you made so you can continue moving forward. Yeah. And um, whatever your project is that you're, like, building, you can continue in that direction with the knowledge you've gained or go in a different direction because you realize this won't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything to add there? Oh no, I'm just thinking of some parallels with with this company here, uh-huh. with, with my dad's company. <laughs> um, you know, there's a product line where yeah. they're selling it, yeah, and it it works well for a little while, but then they realize, you know, there's a better a better method to it, or just a better product in general, like mm-hmm. how he designed his own faucet. Yeah. The ones he was being sent were a little junky, so he just decided to do the own the manufacturing and production here mm-hmm. instead so yeah like adapt change yep. and you know excel mm-hmm. overcome i think is overcome. the most common way sure yeah you know i was just like putting it all together that's that's what i was going for i got the idea across but yes overcome that's probably a better way to end it uh yeah no overcoming adversity i think is the best way to achieve anything like achieve success in like uh something you're building mm-hmm. whether it be uh like i said a business um you could be building a house, house you could be building your financial profile mm-hmm. exactly building yeah. your net worth you could exactly. be building a family exactly and like you can take a multitude of losses in like all those things yeah in like different ways but you have to be able to like adapt and overcome overcome <laughs> No. <laughs> okay uh so when do you think it is time to stop building i don't know never never depends on where you feel like you're satisfied with mm-hmm. how far you've come and when you feel like you should be done well break if it you down feel for like me. you've really achieved so I'll, I'll just go back to my dad's business here mm-hmm. a lot of times he talks about selling the business yeah because he's gotten it to the point where he feels like you know he's gotten it gotten it good enough so it can run without him Mm -hmm. um being present being around yeah and to the point where he can kind of cash out let the business run business run itself 
and just retire. So I don't know. It's depend. Not everyone wants to retire though. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hear like mm-hmm. people retiring. Uh, that's how you lose your mind. That's how mm-hmm. you start losing your brain yeah. cells. So really, I don't think there's a limit to how far you can build. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to stop building, that just means you're kind of you're satisfied with where you're at. Well, g- give me an example for yourself. Like, um, as far as like something you want to build, something you are building, uh, how you want to scale it, yeah. and you know what an endpoint looks like for you. Break it down for me. I don't know. I guess an easy one would be like uh, building my skills playing a, a guitar. Sure. You know, uh, the skill ceiling, you can just kind of keep going until you're just a whiz on the guitar. Yeah. So I see myself always continually building my skill set up. And then where I can go from there, I can start mixing and matching different rhythms Mm -hmm. and start, uh, you know, producing music like you do a little bit. Um, So... And the, then the, those skills, what you're learning there, can always branch off. So I might learn uh, one song on the guitar or one method on the guitar, and it might yeah. transfer. Some of those skills might transfer, say, over to the bass or to another um, another instrument. So uh, one thing that really helped me with guitar and instruments is playing the piano as well, because. Mm-hmm learning the chords on the piano and the chords on the guitar, then it kind of, things cross over. I could play, a song that I could play on the piano, I can just think of the same chords and then play that same yeah. song on the guitar. I mean, isn't that why like most people start on a piano? Yeah. Because it's kind of like the root of like yeah. most instruments. Yeah. Learn to play the piano, you can play anything else basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did it backwards though. <laughs> yeah, you piano, did. So. Well, you're, you're a little bit of a savant in that way. Yeah, but in, like, Going back to just, you know, when when do you want to stop building? I don't think you should ever stop building, personally. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, I think there is a lot to say about shifting directions, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there is, there is a point where you want to build something different. Yeah. And you, with the fact that we are humans and we have such limited time... Yeah, I think you need to choose which building is more important to you at the current moment. Yeah. Because, like, I see that happen a lot with... Especially, like, we're we're pretty young. But, mm-hmm. like, talking to older people, like, you get that perspective. Hey, like, I wanted a family now. So, like, I cashed out of my business. Mm-hmm. Or I stopped doing these activities because I was... I thought, like, this was a different avenue that I wanted to take my life, and I and I believe that it is more fulfilling to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, you might finish one build, so there's something that you're building, and move on to something else. And it really doesn't matter what that new thing is, so long as it's it's important to you. Something that gives like, you satisfaction. Exactly. 
And, like, I think Arpan gave, like, a really great example of, like, you know, let's say, like, you know, you've, like, done a bunch of work building, like, a company. Like, you know, you're Jeff Bezos. You know, you just finished, like, uh, Amazon. You're stepping down from your company now. You know, so you want to... Let's imagine that um, Jeff Bezos uh, didn't get divorced from his wife and has, like, a few kids. Mm -hmm. You know, say... um, steps down decides hey i'm gonna start investing time into my family you know doing things building memories so on and so forth like but hey he he did his own different path though because like he you mean investing into a that. space company yeah yeah like, you can't you can't make fun of that the man no, 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 i'm not space. making fun of it i'm like look you're right he like switch avenues yeah went into you know rocket ships as much as like you know people talk about like eat bezos like and kind of commendable yes eat bezos <laughs> um but it is ignorant to ignore his success yeah yeah but yeah um yeah and like my overall point is it doesn't matter what you're building so long as it's important to you you want to put effort into it to make it something great mm-hmm yeah. And enjoy the process. Of course, of course. Like, you know, it's like the one saying, um, it's not about the destination. It's about mm-hmm. the, the journey and the friends you made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the piano, you don't play it to finish the song. You play it for every note in between. It's a new one. I have not heard that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so I don't really have too much else left on building... Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to, like, uh, bring up? No. I think we need a bigger studio. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> we, shot. we just need more cameras. <laughs> Another camera. Well, Another mic. shot would probably fix the issue. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Then let's, uh, get into our segment. So, today on Money Moves, we are talking about, uh, PJ Washington, so, oh boy, Arpan, you might need to take this one from here. I don't, I don't know, yeah, know PJ Washington is. <laughs> uh, yes. Don't worry, I barely do. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. So PJ Washington plays for the Charlotte Hornets, and for most of uh, you that don't know. Uh, he was dating uh, Brittany Renner, who is just um, overall like you know Instagram uh, model, you know personality. Per, yeah, personality. Yeah, Instagram influencer. personality. <laughs> influence is probably the best term to use, but like personality makes her sound less bad. Okay. Um, but yes, overall, just like your your average ethon, and you know Brittany Renner. No, no, actually, uh, PJ Washington is 23 years old. So overall, like, pretty young. And Brittany Renner, I think, um, how old is she? Let's see. I don't know any of this. Brittany Renner is 26. No, no, she's not. She's 29. She's almost 30. So uh, pretty big age gap. This being, like, a relatively like new basketball player like i think he only recently signed his uh, contract to the hornets uh signing for i believe somewhere around like 14 million um and that's like what he's expected to make with his like a uh, contract there uh and uh, they also had a child 
during all of this um, and also got married. And within the span of um, Brittany Renner having the child, she somewhere along the line, she got divorced from him. And because they're divorced... In, in a secretive manner. Yeah, yeah. She, she got divorced in secret. And now PJ Washington has to pay 200K in child support a month. So uh, there's a lot to digest there. And I think uh, the general message I wanted to like talk about is just... Now, do you, Teddy, believe that this is predatory behavior? <laughs> this is ex- extremely predatory because, um, for one, I, I've noticed, uh, well, I've seen a few articles about a lot of these, like, uh, like Instagram girls, like, following basketball players, like, you know, like, uh, their scouting habit. They're, like, their scouting locations where, like, they're playing for something. Um, they'll, like, follow their, like, college career and whatnot. And, like, mind you, these are, like, you know... 30-year-old women, like, preying on, like, you know, these 20-some, like, you know, basketball players or, like, whatever athletes, you know. Fresh onto the court. Exactly. Looking for a check. And that's exactly what Brittany Renner got. So, I I guess the reason why I want to, like, talk about this was just because when you have a lot of, like, fast money like that, or just, like, a large sum of money, um at a really young age, 23, like I'm literally 23 and you have to be super careful about like how you're going to protect that investment. Cause I think, um, Shaquille O'Neal has like a really famous story about like how, um, he signed like a, a deal with like the Lakers, um, went out, bought a Mercedes Benz, came home. His dad said, Hey, where's my Mercedes? Then he was like, all right, bet. They went out, bought him a Mercedes Benz. They came back. His mom was like, oh, where's my Mercedes Benz? Went out, got another one. Um, then he, I think he like bought some like jewelry, like whatever, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then his And then like, the next day his bag was flagged for fraud. <laughs> no, 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 like his, his, like, his financial advisor called him and was like, hey, you're broke. You, you're out of money. <laughs> I don't Stop think spending. he was out of money. I this was like his early career. Three Mercedes Benzes and some jewelry, clothes, whatever, whatnot, like a bunch of stuff. Like it's just like it's. I think I think a lot of people underestimate how easy it is to spend a bunch of money. Um, and like relatively speaking, like let's say like fourteen, like you know, I'm going to decrease to like five million dollars. It is. Easier to spend $5 million than you think, especially if, like, you know, you're going around thinking you have an infinite amount of money. Um, And I think the lesson there is just, like, know what you're dealing with. Like, there are a lot of people after your money, you have to be, like, conscious that you can't just give family, like, money all the time. Um, You have to, like, build that investment so you can, like, help them over, like, a long period of time as opposed to, like, getting them, like, one nice car. You know, like, I think there's like a, a J. Cole quote, uh, something about like, you know, you, you bought the new Benz, but you, you know, couldn't buy your mom a house. Um, you know, like it's these short term things will not matter in the long run. They might make you like really happy right now, but 
what does it do for you later along the line? It's just like sunk cost. And now PJ Washington has 200K in sunk cost every month. <laughs> every month. Every that's, month. Let's see. What does that come out to a year? That's 2.2 mil. He's going to be broke pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, imagine like the amount of like stress and like just strife you have to deal with being like in that situation. I feel like that's going to like majorly affect his playing just because like his life's not in order. So he could be affording like an island in like two years. Yeah. Damn. But, uh, you know, Brittany Renner will be affording an island in two years. Oh, baby. Cash that <laughs> check. Let's go. <laughs> Um, so I think Arfan, you mentioned something about prenups. Yeah, no, um, this is a prime example of, uh, why prenups are so like good. Honestly, cause it's not just about like, you know, defending yourself. It's also about like just having a healthy financial relationship with people. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of like historically, uh, relationships have been deemed as this thing where you're pretty much like becoming one person. But in this day and age, I don't think, and even back in the day, like I just think that was a flawed thought process because everybody's different mm -hmm. and you need to deal with, like everybody needs to deal with what they want to do in their own manner. Mm -hmm. And yeah, prenups are just like, the best legal defense for like you know living your life properly yeah okay especially when you have that much money floating around so what would you do so I, a prenup does protect you in most instances but what if i told you that uh dr dre had a prenup with his wife and uh they recently got divorced and he's kind of in like the same situation as PJ Washington, uh, meaning uh, because they were like all the clauses in their like a prenuptial agreement agreements were met, like nothing was broken, like you no know, nobody cheated, um, blah blah blah. I don't know what else could go on a prenup, yeah. um, and so because none of that was like broken when they um, separated she qualified for spousal support that being i think i think dr dre has to pay like 300k it's, it's something in that ballpark but yeah i i think i like i was like reading an article on like well all the things she asked for and i think it's kind of just like funny because uh, i think she asked for like 100k for charity and I thought, I just really thought that was funny because how are you going to ask for charity to give to other people when you are charity? Damn. <laughs> Word from the wise. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, just. No, but like, that, that goes into like, you know prenup clauses and like yeah like that the, discussion is kind of yeah it's like on a my understanding of things like it, it's irrelevant know, like yeah. in the grand scheme but i just thought it was funny yeah mm -hmm. well uh, tough. do we do we have any more advice for our loving viewers 
I was going to say something, but that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. What are we going to do with you? Oh, what's the next? Are we done? I don't know. Yeah. I, You're the you, one with the script. Did you not read the outline? Well, I did, but like, you know. So you should know what we have to do. Your master script man. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so yeah, it looks like that is all for us this week. Um, oh, you guys met that. Cooper. He's going to be hey. back again. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So We're going to change up the shot a little bit so both of us, all three of us can fit next time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a few things will be in the changes. <laughs> um, next week, we will have Cooper. Uh, he will be our new host slash guest for the week, I guess. Maybe I'll do and a little guitar intro, too. A little guitar Ooh. intro. Well, never mind. Um, and then the following week we will likely be having our first actual guest. So look forward to that. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us. Sorry, this episode's a little bit shorter than usual. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. All right. Toodaloo. All right.